Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. And joining me to break it all down, it's Mark Immelman. And Mark, I've heard it is hot in Memphis. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Rick? It is always hot in Memphis for this event. But it was, you know, it, it got really, it was nasty early. But then we got a few clouds later, and the breeze sort of kicked up. In fact, Cam Smith said to me walking down 17, he goes, geez, whenever that breeze kicks up, it feels better. So it was, it wasn't the oppressive hot it normally is, but it was steamy. Well, steamy is a way that you could describe some of the some of the scores we saw out there. Bryson DeChambeau, seven under par. Jordan Spieth shot the same. We'll talk about those guys in a second, but the man at the top is Harris English. Two shots clear thanks to his Saturday 65. And Mark, this continues to just be a crazy impressive week for English. You know, he went, he started out a little bit slow on Saturday. Part his first seven holes before making uh, birdies on eight and nine. He got three more at 13 16 17 he seems to be in full control of his game right now it was a master class in patience it was a master class in discipline and it was a master class in, in someone just trusting their their game and and knowing that okay if i just keep doing what i'm doing time is on my side there was never any panic and and you speak of the the, the pars opening up yeah you know he missed he made a good save on the first and he missed an opportunity or two there on three, and um, and then I think also he had a good look on four. Um, but he made a big save for par on seven after an errant tee shot with a three wood, and he got this thing up and down from like thirty yards short of the green. And to me, that almost seemed like a catalyst. And then he gets to eight, and it's a dangerous left hole location. And still, you know, even with a little wind that would hold up his little fade shot, he just plays safely out twenty feet right of the flag. He buries that, and, all, and then, he, then he nearly flushes one on nine, and all of a sudden you could see this guy playing into the round. And so it, it was a highly professional round of golf. And uh, I tell you what, you, you, can, you can say what you like about Bryson, all the folks in behind him. He, he just looks so comfortable with who he is, what his game represents, and the fact and, – and it looks like he knows that, okay, over 72 holes, you guys just aren't going to be able to hang with me because I'm just going to do my thing and really not make any mistakes. Yeah, I never get the sense that things, you know, for a lot of golfers, things start start to spin. Things start going very, very quickly. Uh, I never get the sense about that with Harris English. He seems to always be in control. He's got two victories under the belt already this year. This stage on Sunday where Bryson DeChambeau is going to try to track him down and Cam Smith and Abraham Answer and Scotty Scheffler, like they're all going to try to tra- track him down. I'm not... I'm not all that worried about English just rolling over and folding. This this stage is not too big for him. 
well, he's the kind of guy that you'd want to be in the foxholes, in the trenches with, right? Because I can imagine rockets and stuff going ahead and bullets and stuff going left and right, and he'd be like cool as a cucumber, just going, <laughs> we're just going to keep doing our thing. That's the guy that I've watched and called before, and that's the guy that I've seen this week. And he's coming back to a place where he's won before, and, and it just looks like it's the ultimate in comfort levels right now. And um, I'm just excited to see what tomorrow holds. Now, is he guaranteed to win? No. The golf course, the way it's playing right now and with no wind, these guys are having their way a little bit. So perhaps someone can go and post some sort of a score. But, you know, the way he finished this thing off, um, he's got such a steady hand that on these greens, there's never a change in pace. It's not hasty. There's no panic. And so everything seems to be sort of working into, working toward his advantage right now. One of his closest chasers is Bryson DeChambeau, who shot the round of the day, a 63, along with Jordan Spieth. It was pretty marvelous. Mark, he gained a ton of strokes on approach, over three and a half on Saturday. And Justin Ray chimes in to let us know this is his lowest score anywhere in the world this calendar year. Don't look now, but do you see what Bryson has learned He's learned that playing from the fairway on many golf courses is a really good idea, especially courses like this where they're firm, fast greens and where the rough is just diff dangerous enough that you can't get to certain hole locations. He's long enough that he puts the ball in play off the tee. He'll get himself a few scoring clubs. You do that once or twice. You shoot 68. You add those up. That's 16 under. And that's going to be pretty competitive. And I almost think it's a blessing in disguise where – you know, off the COVID, he came in here going, well, I've lost 10 pounds and I've lost a few mile an hour in my golf swing. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it, golf is still a game of scoring. And I hope for Bryson's sake, I, maybe parlays this into a win, but I hope he realizes, hold on, this version of Bryson DeChambeau, I can go and use at places like Augusta National, mm. an Open Championship, and all of those sorts of golf courses. So th this was... I'm thinking maybe if his mind is open enough, a learning experience for him, really. I have wondered through this entire transformation, Mark, exactly this moment where you're so long that, hey, if you hit three wood and you play out of the short grass, you're going to be just as long, if not longer than anybody anyway. But he seems so committed to just pull driver, hit it as far as possible. And maybe it's a week like this where he dials it back a little bit. He's hitting, he hit, he hit a wedge. I believe he went driver wedge into 16, which is the par five. And like this, he can dismantle a lot of different golf courses and pile up trophies. If he becomes, I don't want to say he's not strategic, but a little more strategic off the tape. True. But listen, just, just for a, a little realism, before we trip over our tongues, a driver wedge to 16, Cam Smith had driver seven iron. Yeah. Okay, so it's it was really like a, it's 512 yards. It's a long par four up the hill. Now, yes, with a wedge in hand, the probability of you getting it in there a little closer, that's heightened, but there's also no guarantee. But to your point, yes, every great golfer from the year dots to whenever, the power guys, it's like a fastball. And the great pitcher knows how to throw a changeup. And they don't throw the fastball all of the time. But for Bry Bryson, that was on brand, right? And so I've, I've got to gain the power and gain the strokes and swing hard. And, you know, it, it's kind of like a bit of a sideshow in a circus. But all of a sudden, I didn't see the round, but it was on our show. So I heard the announcing. 
and I heard a guy that was approaching this golf course with the precision of a surgeon, but a surgeon with a cannon in the background that he could just unload once in a while. You don't have to fire the bazooka every single time. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just got to the little hand, the, the little handgun will do the job, and and that's what Bryson, I think, is seeing this week, and I hope he 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 builds on that into the future for his sake. Bryson will start Sunday's final round, two shots back of Harris English. Both of those golfers looking for their third victory this season. Cam Smith also 16 under par. You mentioned him earlier, Mark. And the big story for Cam this week has been the putter. Of course, only 18 putts over 18 holes on Friday. His short game was marvelous again on Saturday. But at least finally, finally here on Saturday, his first round of the week in which he gained strokes on approach. And now... We're seeing Cam Smith entering a Sunday with his name near the top of the leaderboard again. He's certainly not becoming a stranger to these situations. No, not at all. And he's so easygoing about it. I mean, we had multiple interactions on the golf course today when when I'm out there. And I I, I try and make a habit of not being buddy-buddy with the guys I'm calling, right? But sometimes I'm walking down the fairway checking a yardage and the player, you sort of cross paths with him. And he was so easygoing and just taking things in his stride. And, And he's got a... He's not self-deprecating, but also don't think he makes too big a deal about anything, too. And with a short game he has, that's a, that's a weapon. It, it really is a weapon. And all he's got to do is put himself in position to exploit that weapon. And today, he looked a little tired initially to me. The golf swing wasn't functioning as well as it normally does. He did a super job of just kind of staying in the game, you know, and, 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 and riding out the storm, if you will. And he did that and finished with a little bit of a flurry, and uh, all of a sudden, he's in there with a shot tomorrow. Yes, he birdied four of his last, what is that, six holes coming Mm -hmm. in, seven holes coming in, something like that. Um, So that leaves us with kind of a a three-horse race here, Mark, or at least that's the way our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook are looking at it. We're going to pull up those odds here in just one second, but first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we're back. Caesars has Harris English at plus 125 to win the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. So slightly worse than 50% if you use the implied odds. Bryson DeChambeau plus 225 and then Cam Smith at plus 350 mark. They are the only golfers shorter than 14 to 1. Caesar says it's a three-horse race. It's coming out of these three guys. Yeah, I would expect so. But he has the truth of the golf course too. The fairways are running out. Uh, the weather is perfect. The golf ball is traveling because of the heat. So the golf course is playing short. And the, the greens are just soft enough that the ball is digging in and it's not bouncing forward. And they're also just firm enough that the ball's not ripping back on some of these greens. So the players can play aggressively at targets and know the ball's going to hit and stick within a 10, 12, 15-foot area. So it's essentially target practice for them. So I see the possibility of someone tomorrow morning getting out there and doing something in the sort of 62 range-ish. So that puts them at 18 if you're 10 under. 
but still with Harris English, I'm not, what's he at 16 or something? He's, right he's now? already at 18. Oh, is he 18 already? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think he can fall out of bed and probably shoot two under around this player. So, so, so you're going to have to get to 20 or so. So he certainly holds the advantage, in my opinion. Um, Bryson's going to be a tough out. My biggest dilemma is why the heck? Because remember who was back and forth between two golfers in the one and done league this week? Yeah. Yeah, this guy. And those two golfers were Harris and Daniel Berger. I, I'm, I, I'm, I've spent the season kicking myself in my own rear end. Yeah, Berger might get you a, a, a decent little payday. He's sitting T11. He's 10 under par. If he shoots a low round, maybe he can sneak into the top five on Sunday. You did make uh, Harris English to finish inside the top 20 your best bet, but you certainly would have wished that you had uh, clicked his name, so to speak, for the for the one and done. Here's the cool story <laughs> about the guys vying for this thing. right? Cam Smith is at a victory. Um, he won there in the Sony, I believe it was. Bryson's and, at two. And, and technically Zurich, right? Oh, true. Okay, I forgot about that. So he's had two wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryson's had two wins. Harris has had two wins. And any one of those three guys have an opportunity to make it a third. And if you're suddenly winning a third time, you know, then the player of the year and all that sort of stuff comes into play. Yeah. I still think Marikawa is the front runner for the player of the year trophy. But Harris English with three wins, you know, playing himself from basically the doldrums into the top 10 in the world, going to the top of the FedEx Cup rankings. The guy's playing yes. great. You know, he's, 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 he's in, I think he might have next week off. I haven't asked him, but he's got two events left in the South and he blitzes this place because he understands the grass so well. You know, I, I wouldn't be at all shocked if he pulls it off tomorrow, then has a big week at the Tour Championship. And who knows, maybe, you know, there's potentially player of the year implications yet tomorrow too. So, so you mentioned it. To me, Harris English does not win player of the year tomorrow with a victory by itself because I think no. there's a lot of other arguments to be made. However, we are in now, what, year three or what, of the staggered start at the Tour Championship, and it is so critical to be one of the top four or five guys because that's really all who, has, who have a chance to win this thing. And if Harris mm-hmm. English wins – the, the the WGC tomorrow and he leaps to number one in the FedEx Cup standings, he's positioning himself to give to give himself an opportunity to win the tour championship. And if he wins that, he's definitely the player of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, we we're quick to forget that this is a world golf championships event and it's it's a short field at 66 players this week, but it's still there's big points, there's big money, there's big prestige behind all of these events. And um, so, yeah, I mean, adding this one to the resume would just make this year absolutely incredible for English. Uh, and, and, and just one more thing about him. The guy just takes it all in his stride. Everything to me looks like water on a duck's back. People talk about Dustin Johnson's mental acumen, you know, because he doesn't get fussed about anything. Harris, man, the guy, I'd love to get some sort of a heart rate monitor on the guy because he never looks flustered at all. And I think as far as weapons go, the guy strikes it great. He puts awesome. He's got good touch. But just the, the I'm cool with my environment thing and nothing really bothers me could be his biggest, uh, his biggest weapon. 18 holes to go in Memphis, and we'll be back after round four to break it all down. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there is Mark Immelman, who you can find at Mark underscore Immelman. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.